Sound. <coughs> now? Okay. Hi. Uh, hi. Welcome to another episode of This Big Drew. This is for Thursday, January 16th. What's going on? You guys feeling good? On today's show, we got Jeopardy and The Bachelor and a bunch of other stuff. And uh, why is this? Oh, yo. I forgot to turn the volume up. Like every week, I forget to turn the volume up. Like it's one of the only things I gotta do when you're recording with Big D R E W. Hello, welcome to this week of Drew. This is for Thursday, January 16th, 2020. In the year 2020, uh, the. the <laughs> the internet has taken over. I already did that bit last uh, podcast. Hey, what's up? Thank you for watching or listening or whatever the fuck you're doing. Um, this is uh, right off the top. I want to shout out my motherfucking Patreons. John, Greg, Isaac, Joel, Mike, Isaac, Brees, Bryce, uh, motherfucking Marnus, Tunde, all the motherfuckers. I think I said a couple people twice. It doesn't matter. All y'all motherfuckers, I have been <laughs> holding it down with you guys since day one. And thank you. And you're the reason why we doubled up. So that That is for you. Um, and also, shout out to PG and Calm. What's going on? 118 Beverly Boys for life. Uh, yeah, so what's going on? Should we just start off with this one of the classics? How was my week? I think I'm going to just move that to the Monday one because it's more of a Monday update thing than Thursdays. But whatever, we'll just keep it ripping, buddy. Um, since last I podcasted to you, not a lot has happened. Uh, I recorded that on Monday and I'm just recording this Wednesday night. So like really fucking just Tuesday happened. <laughs> but, uh, what did I do Monday? I feel like I had a show. Uh, oh no, Tuesday I had a show at comedy bar in Toronto, classic fucking venue five for five. Uh, it's a good show to be on in the city. It's always sold out or not always, but this one was. And, uh, yeah, the little room at comedy bar in Toronto. Six show Marito and Gary Campbell, fucking a shout out to you guys. Marito's one of my day ones from Alberta. I met this dude on a Valentine's Day show in 2010. Literally, old buddy coming up on 10 years. Literally 10 years I met a year ago. I met this guy, and then he moved to Toronto a couple of years before I did. But he's here now, and he's running a show. And anyways, it was a sick show, and there was lots of good co- Toronto comics on there too. And uh, yeah, it was just nice to be in the mix, man. Just fucking back in the mix. Um, I got to start hanging around there. I just chill. I usually just chill at like two or three places and do comedy around town. Cause I still do lots of sets. Like I'm still doing comedy every single night, but, uh, you know, it's just always, I just fuck around at the corner, man. Like I feel no reason to go anywhere else other than the corner. Cause like, it's just a great gymnasium to like work out stuff and just do comedy. And just, it's a tiny little black box and you know, you're rocking 15 minute sets and it's always sold out because it's 30 people. So it has to be. And it's just, I don't know. I just feel like it's just the most purest, like it's just form of comedy in the city. It's just like there it exists as a shrine to comedy and uh, to what comedy is about, which is just fucking jokes, man. Just straight up being funny and like making people laugh <laughs> and saying whatever the fuck you want to do to get to that end. Which is what it should be, man. There's a lot of fucking police out there right now. People talk about this lots, but it's like comedy police is the stupidest fucking thing in the entire world. Somebody getting mad about a joke is the stupidest fucking thing in the entire world. Like a joke 
is a joke. <laughs> I can understand if you're mad about some something that somebody said if it's in poor taste and it's not a joke. But if it's like legit a funny joke where there's like lots of people that would be like, <laughs> like, yeah, it's pretty funny. I mean, like, fuck, man. Even if it is on some controversial subject matter, like just fucking <laughs> let it slide, you know? This is why I don't really fucking talk about that shit too much in my comedy act, man. It's not like it's not like I will ever let the fucking tastes of the audience censor me, but I will fucking consider them as I'm writing jokes. Um which I don't think is a bad thing, man. Taking into the consideration of your audience, like what the fucking sort of shit that you want to, you know, talk about is. Like it's like you know, the Eagles are a fucking good band. <laughs> you people are probably like what the fuck does that have to do with anything but my train of thought is like yo man the eagles considered what their audience might have liked <laughs> as they were writing their songs <laughs> they talked about it i watched a four-hour eagles documentary twice that fucking thing is awesome bro it's on netflix watch that and the tom petty documentary on netflix those two documentaries are awesome if you're any sort of creative person holy fuck man those guys were just giving her dude like just get and they the way they wrote songs was sometimes they would just come up with the name of a song like yeah life in the fast lane like that's a good name for a song and then they would write it <laughs> that's fucking awesome man reverse engineer a hit what the fuck is wrong with that dude life in the fast lane <laughs> <laughs> just writing that song because he fucking thought it'd be a good name for a song. Tom Petty said that too. He was just like, it's like, it's uh, what did he say? It's something about a good signpost. He's like, when you start feeling that groove or like you hear something like that, like that's a, it's not like it's like given to you, but it's a good marker that you should kind of keep heading that direction. If it feels like it's a, could be a thing like let's, okay, well let's see what's going on over there. Stephen King wrote a really good book called on writing which everybody should read because it's part autobi or it's part yeah autobiography and then part how how to write a novel the technical aspects because he was an, a, an English professor before he blew up with fucking um, Carrie or whatever the fuck um, and uh, it's a great book because he he, he equated r the writing process to like unearthing a fossil almost like you it's like your job to like go and search you know, like look for the fucking material. It's not like it comes to you from some for, sort of fucking divine. Well, it almost does. It's like you're, you have to find it. You know, you're, you're slowly fucking brushing away the dust and revealing the, the fucking dinosaur bones, you know, like you're get you're getting that fossil out of there. So it's like, yeah, maybe if you're writing a book about, <clears throat> you know, this, this uh, dude and he's got, you know, custody of his daughter and his wife is in a mental asylum and then she escapes and then he's got her, at, you know, he's at home and then she sees her in the house or whatever. And then it's like, what would logically happen next? You're like, oh, was he boiling a kettle before? Like, you know, all these little things like does he maybe he use the hot water, like all these sort of things where you're like, I don't know. But it's like, let's see kind of what happens there. 
Man, it's the coolest part about the fucking creative process, dude. <laughs> I got talking about this about stand up and about the corner, man, because that's what it is. That's what I don't know. I do feel like I need to get out and fucking fuck around more on the scene, though, and just be more of a guy. Because, you know, uh, you want to make sure you're fucking you're in a guy, I guess. <laughs> What's the point of living in the fucking city if people aren't going to think that you're one of the guys? Anyways, that was fucking how was my week, my Tuesday that I did comedy, and now it's fucking Wednesday night, and I'm going to cook up some homemade tortillas and some fucking ta steak tacos later once I'm done recording this podcast. Uh, okay, cool. This is great. That was how was my week. Oh, yo, check this out, fucking. Uh, we got some, we got a little bit of this now action. We got a little bit of this action, fucking. Oh, no, I like doing it with the fucking, with the organ. <laughs> time for Jeopardy recap. The greatest of all time tournament of champions has come to a conclusion. Congratulations to Ken Jennings, buddy. Fucking A. Ken Jennings. Um, yeah, undoubtedly the greatest of all time now. Um, however, I will always be a Howerhead, man. I'm Team Holtzauer forever. And this is the argument that I'm going to make to you to, um, to, well, I don't want to detract from Ken Jennings being the greatest of all time, but I will say this. There should be an asterisk because James Holtzauer was so good at Jeopardy in that he broke the meta and the way that the game was to be played forever on and that his strategy of hunting and finding the largest of taking out the largest clues first skipping from category to category looking for the daily double and when he finds the daily double wagering all of his stack that's that approach had had never been taken before because it's how risky it is and most of the fucking nerds on jeopardy are risk adverse so fucking tournament of champions goes down jennings wins the first night it's a best of two round right they add up your scores from the two fucking it's an hour-long show they add up your scores whoever has the highest score over two rounds wins gets a check mark best of three fucking check marks wins jennings takes the first one Holtzauer smashes the second one and beats him by like fucking handily, like 40 grand. And Jennings uh, was playing Holtzauer's game, looking for the fucking daily doubles, going after the big clues first. And when he was hitting a fucking daily double, risking all of his money, he used James Holtzauer's meta and then beat him with it, which will, I will say, it qualifies him, and he is the greatest of all time. That being said, Holtzauer is so good that he changed the fucking game. But then Jennings learned his game and whooped his ass with it. So what the fuck do you do? I don't know, man. <laughs> I have a feeling that fucking Jeopardy's going way the fuck downhill. Trebek is looking not good. Yo, you're the dude. I feel like Jennings should just host it. Fuck it, man. You're the GOAT. Host Jeopardy now. Who the fuck else are they going to... Who else is going to take it over? Fucking Jeff Probst? 
because he hosted Rock and Roll Jeopardy. Oh, man, he's too busy uh, fucking around on Fiji in Survivor Land. <laughs> All right, now we're going to do another one for you guys. Here's a fucking another one we've got. We've got Hot Bachelor Takes for the Week this week. Hot Bachelor Takes. Okay, Bachelor is started up again, too. Um, Peter is the Bachelor, the pilot from Hannah B's season. And Hannah B has come on the show twice now, trying to fucking tug at Peter's heartstrings. She is the fucking bitch, and I've maintained this from day one, that she uh, it gives the illusion of knowing what she's doing, but she has no fucking idea what she's doing, okay? Peter, for you to fucking do what you did to... For you to do what you did to Peter and then to come in not once but twice playing with his heart like that, crying your eyes out, your mascara dripping everywhere. Oh, I miss you. I, well, I don't know, Peter. I, well, I think about it. Uh, yeah, Peter, I do think about it, okay? Yes, Peter, I do think about it. Why would you do that to this guy? He really loved you, okay? Jed, he was doing it for the fucking street cred, okay? Tyler, he probably loved you too, but look at he's just more of a he, Peter. I was team Jed, but not anymore. Now I'm team Peter. And Peter, Peter, you deserve better than this. Okay? And there's a new girl, Hannah Ann. There's a new, that was Hannah Brown. Now there's Hannah Ann. And she looks like you would cast her in Mean Girls, man, as a mean girl. It's, the people who cast The Bachelor are actually like genius. I talk about how stupid fucking commercial casting director, that easy, how easy that job is, which I will always maintain that's a fucking useless job for the most part. Unless you're casting good principal actors. But even then, I don't know. People just fast forward commercials now. Fuck. It's more the writers of the commercials, man, I think, who are who deserve it. Anyways, fucking the people who cast reality TV, like The Bachelor, man. Oh, my God, dude. Like, to find the women. And it's like, they ah, they're perfect for every single. And they find the exact right mix of personalities. It's like they, they must have clinical psychologists working on that show. Like, honestly. To fucking be able to put these women in a room, like, and Hannah Ann and Victoria F, and then give Hannah Ann the crown, like, she always gets it, and then if Victoria F is just gonna go cry now, <laughs> when she's clearly the nicer person, and they're just running this narrative of fucking, you know, this fucking, she's like, I'm just gaining my confidence, uh, <laughs> and Hannah Ann's like, I've been pretty since I was forever, or whatever, you know what I mean? Okay, fuck. We didn't even do big news. Maybe I'll just fucking save it for next week. Ah, yeah. Fucking A, bud. We got lots of time. We got lots of podcasts. All right. I got to take Terry out for a walk now and make these fucking tortillas. Make the flour torta fucking tias. So let's shut her the fuck down. Okay, good. Uh, Do I have tour dates? No, I'm not fucking on the road. 
I don't know what the fuck, what to do. Oh, actually, you know what? I am going to come back in April. I'm coming back to Edmonton in fucking April. Probably April. I'll probably be there like April 25th. I'm thinking we'll do another show at Grindstone because that last one was fucking sick. I did the album, so now I got to make sure I go do all new shit that wasn't on the album or on the show last time. Because motherfucking... <laughs> coming up with new jokes is fucking hard. New jokes that are good. I could come up with new shit all the time, man. Like, I fucking riff this whole podcast, but it's not funny for the most part. <laughs> I don't know, man. Fuck it. Okay, yo. Anyways, we're going to shut her down. Fucking A. Shout out to the Patreons. Chris P. Because I'm Chris P. Um, and yeah, maybe I'll lower the Patreon thing to a buck or something. I don't fucking know, man. Maybe I'll do that. Everyone joins for a buck. And then fucking A, I'm just going to go on a huge Patreon push and try to get a thousand people to sign up for a buck. Should that be what I do? Should I say, yo, I'm trying to get a thousand people to sign up for my Patreon for one dollar a month. And I'll take the Monday podcast. I'll take the Thursday podcast and move it to Patreon and then just do the Monday and then have Thursday only Patreon. Is that a thing I should do? Fuck. I don't know. Message me on Facebook if you're still listening. <laughs> I'll make sure I don't play the music until a little bit because I'm sure people probably turn it off right when they hear the music. But then I like to do this like little after bonus for the people who shut it down when they hear the music. And then it's like, yo, actually, there's a little extra bonus. <laughs> it's like Star World. I learned that from fucking Mario. Uh, okay, now we're really shutting her down. Fucking A. Later. Bye.